Hey guys, this is Brandy Tabor. Welcome back to Life in All Chapters. I'm here with my sister, Amanda Henson. And today, our podcast is about physical health. We're still on our Season 2 discussions of um, quality of life indicators and what these things mean and how they impact our lives and what they mean to us. So, um, I think Amanda has an icebreaker today talking about gym etiquette, which she's very passionate about, so that'll be interesting. (laughs) But, so... I know when we started our podcast, Amanda, you were on like this physical health journey and I was on a spiritual health journey that kind of encompassed some physical health. And we, I talk about this with patients all the time and family and we all struggle keeping up with the demands of our day plus taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Where are you at? I'm not doing great. It is. so, And you know, this time of year is always... It's so hard this time of year because you have one thing after another. It is. I am busy. I am. Yeah. I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know everybody's busy, but I have had so many uh, events and benefits and work. Yeah. Of course. I mean, work takes up a lot of my time, but, you know, passionate about eating and paying my bills, so. It's, but I've been busy, and I, since I switched jobs, I no longer pass my gym, which is an issue. Right. Like, now well, I have to you go had out of my way. More, yeah, you had a little more flexibility in your day before, too. Yes, I did, and it's it's been... And, you know, if I got up a little bit earlier, it really wouldn't be an issue. And actually, most of the time I get up on time, I just have not been going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Because it's a pain in the butt to drive past your work. To go to the damn gym, uh-huh. but I'm gonna do it. I've got to get back. I got to get back to it. I I'm paying all this money. I'm me too. <laughs> I know. And I just told TJ the other day we drove by the gym, and I'm like, I either need to cancel those memberships or we need to get our butts yeah. in gear. And you don't need a gym membership. You don't. No. And I tell people, I tell people this all the time. I am so good at teaching and educating. What they say about. If you teach, teachers uh, teach because they can't do. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I think about that every time I open my mouth. But, you know, I've had um, colleagues come to me and say, hey, I saw some of your patients, and I saw, or I saw this patient, or I saw that patient. And just so you know, they're doing really good. They're down 40 pounds. They're down. I have one that's down 120 pounds. Nice. Just by, of course, some of these things are medication-assisted weight loss, but medication never works by itself. So they really are stepping in and getting that physical activity and getting, they recommend 250 minutes a week for weight loss, 200 minutes a week for maintenance. Yeah. So they're really getting in there. I think you said that backwards. 250 minutes a week for weight loss. Yeah. To maintain your weight, it's 200 minutes a week. That's only 200 minutes a week to maintain? To maintain your weight is is what they say on average, Mm -hmm. you know, and that kind of puts everybody into a box and not everybody falls in that box, you know. That's true. So, you know, sometimes you got to do some more calculations to that, but generally speaking, that's where people are at. And I just, I think if I could just follow what what I recommend, practice what I (laughs) preach, I, I would be, do- and mom even said it the other day when she was down, she was like, I don't remember what we were talking about, but she's like, you're going to have to just get to the gym. Oh, it w- she wasn't down. I had called her. We were deer hunting. Yeah. And the, um, rifle that TJ had with him when I decided I was going to go ahead and hunt this year, 
was too heavy for me. Yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't hold it steady with my left arm. Yeah. Because it was just too heavy. And she's just like, you're going to have to get to the gym. Yeah. Because my endurance is low. I'm not as strong as I used to be. And, you know, I turned 40 in a few weeks. And once you turn 40, I think it's so more so. Don't come. (laughs) More so when you're, you know, like you hit menopause. No, but it's true. Since I turned 40, it's been more difficult. It's the weight doesn't come off like it used to. Used to, if I needed to lose five pounds, I could lose five pounds. Well, you know, I, I read a study the other day because I've I had so many women coming to me with postmenopausal or perimenopausal symptoms and have having difficulty losing weight in their 40s and 50s or some women in their 30s that are already starting to show decline in their hormone levels. And so estrogen goes into fat cells and is stored there. And when you start losing your natural production of estrogen it automatically starts to go down as you age and for most women that's late 30s early 40s and it gets worse as you go into menopause right so your body starts to hang on to those fat cells more and there's two different types of fat you have visceral fat and then you have your subcutaneous fat visceral fat you can be the image of health and still have excess visceral fat yeah. We worry about that subcutaneous fat, what we see, what we don't like, the love handles. I've always worried about that, but I'm starting to get more worried about the other. Me too. And, you know, most of us, the American diet, that's okay. You got to drink when you got to yeah. drink. So most of us, the American diet gives us a fatty liver, which yeah. adds, you know, the visceral fat. And that's horrible for your liver. So I, w- I think that there should be... Some type of program. We need to design a program because I'm so good at preaching and not practicing. But how cool would it be to have a program that encompasses all aspects for not just women, but men too, but mostly women because we struggle and it's in our mind, I think, more or publicly. Yeah. It's more outspoken by us about weight and issues with that and concerns. And heart disease is a huge factor for women and their health. Yeah. Right? So, and that goes hand in hand with your weight and your physical activity. So, what if you could find something that takes all of these quality of life indicators we're talking about and designs a program to help you be your best physical health and takes into consideration all those indicators? How cool would that be? Listen, I would love to follow that. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even, I mean, I, I was worried a, a friend of mine has been sick and I'm not a medical professional, so I hate to put you on the spot, but you know, with my weight and my lifestyle, I was wondering if my risk for a stroke is affected by that. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, and a stroke is a hundred percent preventable, except that so, I'm not doing anything to do that. Right. So there are, there are risk factors that you can modify. And then there's risk factors that you can't. And, you know, genetics is one of those risk factors that semi-modifiable, though. Yeah. Because you may have a gene for this trait, but it doesn't flip on until you expose yourself to this environmental or physical factor. Yes. So you have to do something to flip that gene. Some genes just lickety-split flip themselves. But I think for the most part, your genetic risk factors 
are manageable, not modifiable. Yeah. Manageable by modifying the ones you can modify. So like not smoking, yeah. getting your adequate weight, you know, um, getting to your appropriate weight, maintaining that appropriate weight, building your endurance because physical activity isn't just about weight. It's about endurance. It's about making yeah. sure that you have mobility and flexibility, muscle memory as you age, which I'm really passionate about because like take our dementia patients, for instance, you know, those in our, in our loved ones that have dementia, if you can design a program that creates muscle memory for them so that when they do lose that cognitive ability to remind themselves to push up or hold on, embrace themselves, they already have the muscle memory to get up. They already have the muscle memory in place to balance themselves, you know, but you have to design that program. So, it's really about aging well, you know, yeah. and in doing that, you automatically decrease your risk factors. So we, I think we, we get so caught up with, I'm not giving up my Mountain Dew. I'm not giving up my cigarettes. I'm not giving up the foods that I like. We get so caught up in that, yeah. that we don't think about, even if we only live 60 years, how much of an impact that has on your functional status. Yeah. No, and that, and that's that's the kind of stuff we need to talk mm -hmm. about because we need to break down those barriers. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we all put up a barrier. If we put it up. I really believe that. We put up the barrier between us and physical health. Oh, yeah. Because like you said, I'm not giving this up. Like, I like to drink beer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink beer. Well, and the propaganda's there. It's not just me yeah. as an individual. That, just like most things, like I say every episode, it's multifactorial. Yeah. So you put up a barrier. Your psychological traumas, your psychological tendencies, those things put up a barrier. Your family puts up a barrier. Society puts up a barrier. And we tend to look for the negative. We've talked about yeah. that before. So we automatically accept those negative things, and it's a defense mechanism. If you can stay consistent... Your body thinks you're safe. Yeah. You know, the minute you start changing things, your body doesn't understand what's going on and it doesn't know it's safe. So it's going to push you back into straight and narrow, stay where you've been because it's comfortable and it's what we yeah. know. And the minute you stray from that, what if? And comfort doesn't necessarily mean better. Mm -hmm. I have this fear that if I start working out, and or we're not working out because I I have been stretching and I have been walking. More. Oh, I, I work out and a little bit, but I haven't been working out like I want to. Right, not like I used to. Yeah. I need to get back into what I was doing before, but I have this fear that one, my gallbladder is going to flare up again, which is legit. Sometimes when you lose weight, your gallbladder flares up, and then I also have this fear. This it's so ridiculous, but um, I what if I have a heart attack working out? What, does that even make any sense? I mean, it kind of does a little bit. It kind of does, but if I'm going to have a heart attack, you're probably going to have, I'm gonna have anyway. a heart attack anyway. It doesn't matter it's if I'm working out. It's just insulting when you're working out and it <laughs> right? happens. Like, what the hell? I'm trying to help you. Why would you betray me? Right. That, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds. Yeah. No, I, I no, I get that, but yeah, but like you said, there are psychological barriers that we have to overcome ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, that stems from when I had my first lupus flare-up. I was working out pretty hardcore, and I was working out when I had pericarditis and I was having chest pain. 
and I ended up having to have a hefty dose of steroids they were going to do um, a window ablation for to allow the inflammation to not mess with the visceral lining. Anyway, I didn't have to have surgery because the steroids worked, but that's a real fear to have that it, much chest pain. And it was like a... I thought it, I was having a heart attack. No, and it confirmed your fear. Right. That was like that. that see, I told you. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to tell you, people. <laughs> I just, just wasn't meant for working out. <laughs> I'm meant to be on the couch. No, not. but it's the same thing. I have an asthma attack. Well, I should have been running. No, mm. I should be running because my asthma's been flaring up a lot, and it's because I'm out of shape. Right. I mean, not that asthma goes away, but you can strengthen your lungs. You can strengthen your longevity. Not to mention what working out does for your psyche. It does. Oh, your God, anxiety. I feel so much better when I work out regularly. And the minute I start doing it, it's nothing to me. It's, it's and I enjoy literally it. breaking that barrier to get into it. I know. It's, it's like drinking water. It's the same thing. I love water. Yeah. But I have to make myself get there. Well... And I have to make myself eat healthy. And it's the same thing. I always feel so great. No, and I actually crave. I'll be sitting there thinking, man, I could really go for some broccoli. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, because so many people uh, are like, my husband, he was like, oh, yeah, enjoy your grass. I'm like, I, love, I genuinely enjoy it. Like, I was stoked that I had some broccoli left so I could steam it and put it on a baked potato. And he's looking at me like I got three heads. But I genuinely crave that healthier food because I have so much crap in conven- convenience foods lately. Well, I've been getting out in our fields, and we have a lot of, like, trenches from the rain and some, you know, uh, wet weather creeks that are now yeah. dried up. And I love getting out there because you can find artifacts and things like oh, yeah. that. And I've been getting out there the last week and walking around, and girl, let me tell you, I am huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm And I broke my tailbone. Yeah. And I have two compression fractures from falling down my stairs, and I thought... Listen, I'm 39 years old. What the hell is that going to feel like at 49 or Uh 59? And it was completely my fault that I went down the stairs like that. It was the first frost, and I just took that stair. Oh, you're just flying out of there. I just, I flew right up in there. I bent the bottom stair when my rear end hit it, and I heard the crack. And I swear, I sat there for a minute, and I thought, did anybody see me? No. (laughs) Don't cry. I wanted to cry. Don't cry, Brandy. Just get up and keep moving forward. So I just got it. I didn't spill my coffee and I didn't spill my tea I had in my hand. You get that from mom. <laughs> from riding horses <laughs> yeah. so long. Uh, you learn how to Well, land. also mom used to fall a lot and never yeah. spill her coffee. <laughs> so I get up and I just, I went to work. And I thought, just keep moving. Just keep moving. But I don't want to do that. If I had been a little bit stronger, I think I could have caught my balance. Yeah. You know, and I think that if I had been thinking about my health, I probably would not have worn the shoes that I wore on the first frost of the season. Oh, you know what? I'm always thinking about my feet. (laughs) I'm always wearing appropriate footwear, and I used to not. But, you know, my feet have been messed up for a while now. Do you remember some of the shoes you wore in your 20s? Oh, my God. I cleaned out my closet the other day, and I thought, how long have I had this pair of shoes? I mean, I'm telling you, I had heels in there that I wouldn't even try to walk in now. No, I Wedges that I wouldn't, you know. And I like a nice wedge, you know, for the summer. But some of these, there was no way I was going to walk in them again. Oh, I know, but some of the stupid shoes I had. And the arch support was horrible in all of them. Oh, no, I know. And, I, you know, I really blame 
that on what's wrong with my feet now. I mean, I'm sure that's not entirely it. But all those years of bad footwork cannot be cannot be good for you. Yeah. Because they're messed up now. So No, and the, the cramps that you get from the plantar fasciitis. And I got one getting out of the woods earlier. I'm I, telling you. I got into my truck, and my feet were so cold. The minute they hit the bottom of that, foot, that brake pedal to start my truck, they just curled up. I had to get back out of the truck and stretch them. No, it's I, I can't even there was we had a brush fire the other day and I was I was afraid I was gonna be able to take any more steps. Like I physically couldn't because my feet hurt so much. No, How my do you do it with all that gear on? Well that's not even it's really my boots don't fit properly and they, they don't I mean there's no support, they're just rubber mm-hmm. like I mean they're steel shank, steel heel, steel toe, yeah. but they don't fit properly and they're they're heavy. So when my feet start cramping up like that, I mean, it takes every, I mean, I have to force myself to move because it's like walking around on pegs because your feet are useless. They're like cramped up in a way where you're just. Your toes are curled up in the boot. Yeah. And luckily I was running the truck. There were other guys putting out the fire. So I didn't have to walk that far at that moment because I don't know that I could have. Like I was, I actually slipped my boots off. Yeah. So I'm standing there in my socks. But I'm on the I'm on the road because, like I said, I'm running the truck, so they're out there putting out the fire. But I slipped my boots off for a minute and got them stopped. Like you said, you had to get out and yeah. And once I did that and I put my boots back on, I was okay for the duration of that fire. We got it out pretty quick. So, but it really I'm actually thinking about just buying new boots for myself. We can't afford them as a department, so I think that's what me and Jerry are going to do for our Christmas presents because they're about five hundred dollars a pair. Yeah. So. But you can't if you can't walk, you can't effectively do anything like firefighter wise. So yeah, but and that's another part of physical health. I feel like my feet wouldn't hurt as bad as if I if I did what I was supposed to do at the gym. My feet weren't meant to hold this much weight up. That's true, and I I tell myself that all the time. You know, I am at not my biggest weight ever, but I am very close to it, and it is so disappointing because I was down. I was down to my goal weight just five years ago. In just five years, it's so easy. And I think once you've had that weight on, it's so much easier to gain it. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's easier to make the excuses, too. And it's easier not to notice it. Because I'm the type of person I'm comfortable in my skin. I, I'm i very confident. Do I have self-confidence issues? Yeah, we all do. does. If we you don't, do, but... then you're lying, I think. I don't know of anybody that doesn't have something about their body that they're self-conscious about. <clears throat> but I think that makes it worse for me because I'm not I'm not a vain person. I don't I don't look in the mirror and think, "Oh, you're disgusting or you need yeah. and so it doesn't motivate me. In fact, it does the opposite. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you don't like like looking at me? Then you better turn around. (laughs) Right. And it's not that I don't care about my appearance. No, but I think I look great. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm heavy. I will fix my hair. I will do my makeup. I will wear nice clothes. Are there days where I don't? Absolutely. No, but I'm not. Did you see how I walked in from the... (laughs) I thought you looked cute. (laughs) I thought you looked... You were hunting. You You looked adorable. (laughs) I don't know. I thought you looked cute. I, I thought I looked I bet like your husband would have liked it. I should have took a picture. <laughs> well, but I'm, I just, I think that there's so much more that we could do. So we're running on 
short time here, but I would like to say a few things about physical health and what that means and what people should be looking at. Okay. So one, we have, we, we talk about weight loss and weight management. That's always the first thing that comes to mind. Mobility, of course, that's huge. Flexibility is huge. I, I always think I, our hips, we neglect our hips in our neck and our shoulders so much that we go into the repetitive motion, but because we're able to do the day-to-day stuff, we don't think you're able to walk. Well, most of us, you're able to walk. You get up and you get down from a chair. You can climb a ladder or staircases. You think that that's your, where you need to be in your hips, but the rotation of our hips doesn't happen in those activities, you know, in your hip mobility, your pelvic floor muscles for not just continence and maintaining your bladder and bowel control, but also enjoying sex as you get older and get into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Because yes, folks, you younger people that are listening, women and men in their 60s and 70s, 80s and 90s still enjoy sex. And if they can't, there are ways they that they can improve or try to get that, right? And I feel like then people, as you get older, you actually enjoy sex more if I think you so take too. care of your physical health. Right. If you take care of yourself. And I think that that's important. So your pelvic floor exercises, your sex life is important in maintaining your sexual health. That includes your physical health. I, your eyes, your vision care, your hearing care. You know, and then, of course, your dental care. And I don't think people realize how much your dental care affects. It drives me nuts. Our insurance companies, and I'm sorry, whoever's listening that works for insurance companies, but one of the biggest frauds I've ever seen in my entire life. We separate the eyes, ears, and mouth. From your physical health. From your physical health. As if it doesn't... As if they're not all related. How many cardiac issues can be caused by poor dental... Many. ...conditions? You can get get meningitis from poor dental care. How many people on hospice do you think that are like maybe... Maybe they're diagnosed with failure to thrive? How many of them do you think that maybe are failure to thrive because their oral health is in such bad condition that they can't effectively eat so then they lose their appetite maybe they got some rotten teeth they got bad breath that comes with bad taste so food just doesn't taste good to them so they're not getting proper nutrition that's affecting their heart yeah i mean all of these things go together but yet this isn't covered under my health insurance so you take the ears for instance so insurance will not pay and if you have an insurance that will pay for hearing aids awesome for you but I've not seen one yet now you can get hearing insurance you can get vision insurance you can get dentition dental insurance most of the time those things are all separate from your life or health insurance as is your life insurance but we won't get into that well that kind of makes sense I think I I think I spend more in insurance than I do in anything else in my life yeah which is stupid because you're 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 paying more for the future of your what-ifs than you are for the now that is actually happening right So, but if you think about your ears, for instance, there are certain tones that we hear. They've been, they do studies about natural tones, natural sounds, birds chirping, um, the sound of the ocean. 
and how that impacts serotonin release and dopamine release and how it impacts gut health. And if your hearing is so vital that it impacts your gut health, why is it separated? Why don't we think about it? So the point here is, guys, is that your insurance company isn't going to do it for you. Our training as healthcare providers, we will remind you, we will do a hearing test, but you really need to step in and look at yourself as a whole being. You know, your every single organ, every single body part, you know, all of those things. And your senses, your, your smelling even, which luckily they do still include your nose and your health insurance. For now. <laughs> For now. Well, stay, stay tuned. They'll be pulling that next. Yeah. And, you know, looking at your fingernails and looking at your hair is really a good indicator of how healthy you are. Your skin underneath your armpits, you know, how moist is your skin? Are you having dry, flaky issues? That sort of thing. Are you getting grooves and peeling nails? Is your hair brittle? Is it shiny? You know, is it frizzy? Is, what is going on with it? Now, we all have a little, I have a lot of frizz. And my hair is pretty healthy and strong, but it can be a lot better. I know when I was at my better weight, my hair was much, much better. And my nails were much better. So those are important things to think about. And then endurance. You know, you can be strong and you can be flexible but if you can't walk down to your mailbox and back because your flexibility and your strength is built sitting in a on a, a stool in a gym then you might you know you got to challenge your body yeah so i catch myself probably from smoking years trying to catch my breath i'm always trying to catch my breath and, and then I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm trying to catch my breath because right. I don't want anybody to see that it just put me out of breath to do whatever small task I just did. It's terrible. I don't know if you can hear my voice talking that fast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. It's it can, it can be trying. So just try to keep, you know, we're all a work in progress. And I think you had met, you said earlier the barriers. So what are ways we can get over the barriers is the big question. Well, I feel like... I feel like we have to be real with ourselves. You know, you can fool yourself. You can make oh. excuses. Yeah, the excuses aren't for other people. They're for us. They're for you. Yeah. And I have to get over my excuses. Mm -hmm. and it, I, there's an excuse for everything. I can make up whatever reason I wanted to to not do whatever it is. Yeah. But I need to just do it. I was thinking about, you know, I told you when we came in how I wanted to decorate the office and do this, yeah. that, and the other. One of my biggest obstacles is that I want to wait till stuff is lined up perfectly for me to get there. Yeah. Or like I you, want to pave the path, and until that path is paved, forget the rest. No, and you feel like if you can't do it all at one time, not even bother doing it. You right. might have to do it a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. That's just... Well, and that's, that's one of the other things is that a lot of people, especially women that are working women, have children, you get this attention deficit and I'm not saying you have ADHD but I am saying that you are so spread thin and that your mind is covering 20 different things that it's very easy to ignore tasks that don't give you a dopamine surge yeah and so we'll jump to the tasks that give us that instant high dopamine retrieval so yeah you're going to jump in that pool and go swimming 
because the minute you hit that water, you're going to get a flush of dopamine. Yeah, you're going to go drink with your girlfriends because the minute you hit that wine and the music starts, here comes that surge of dopamine or serotonin. And, but that little five minute walk or 10 minute walk that you can fit into your work day isn't going to give you that dopamine surge. It's going to give you some dopamine. It's not going to give you that huge surge that makes it easier to do. Yeah. So that's one of my challenges too. Because I like that dopamine. Yeah, don't be off. So so let's talk about gym etiquette for your icebreaker. All right, we're going to talk about... I have not been to the gym in several weeks, but let me tell you something. The last time I went to the gym, uh-huh. everybody's so nice, first of all. I will say that. The gym I go to, everybody is so nice. It's a great gym. However, do not listen to your music without headphones at the gym. <laughs> There's music playing. Like I don't, I'm trying to work out, and you know that music helps when you're working out. I don't have to like it. It's not it's that it's my music. It's not my jam, but there's a beat to that music, and yeah. I can get in a rhythm and doing whatever I'm doing with that. But now I got Joe Schmo over here with his music that's completely different. So now I'm like, I don't know. It throws me off. Put some freaking headphones in. <laughs> Do not talk on the phone. Go excuse yourself and go talk on the phone. Like we're all trying to. Oh my god. Anyway. The other don't thing is, be don't be so distractive. Yeah, because yeah, exa- we're all there to focus on our health and ourselves. And, you know, I'm trying to find my center, and I can't do that with all your shenanigans. But I will tell you, like, you know what? I have to ask for help. Sometimes I don't know how to work something or, you know, whatever it is. And at first I didn't want to do that. But it is okay to ask for help. Nobody has ever even flinched. You know, you obviously wait till they're done. You don't interrupt right. them mid-workout. But, you know, they're walking by. Excuse me, do you know how to... They're usually very actually happy to help somebody out. And they're not looking at, and you know, I'm heavy. They're obviously in great shape. They're at the gym all the time. But you know what? They don't look at me. They don't, they're not looking down at me. And I hope that everybody realizes that. They're not, they're, they're really going to help you. I was just thinking that is that, you know, we talked about this. Most people are not thinking about you. No. You are busy thinking about yourself because that's where our brain's at. We think about ourselves and when we do judge other people, usually it's because of something we're self-conscious about. It exactly. has nothing to do with that other person. Exactly. And usually the people that are really into the gym and in great shape, and you mm-hmm. can tell those people. And I don't mean to say, like, those people as of, But, you know, we're all into different stuff. Yeah. I'll never be that gym. People that are very passionate yeah. about it. But those people that are very passionate about that gym are happy that you're trying the thing that they love. Yeah. They're happy that you're doing that. And they're happy to show you something they're really great at. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, I mean, like I said, don't interrupt their workout. Don't be that guy. Right. But they don't mind to show you how to work something if you're not quite sure. The only way you're going to look stupid is if you don't ask for help. Right. If you're not trying. So don't be afraid to look stupid. Well, and I think that's important to think about, too. You know, and I know not all gyms are created equal, but the gym I went to in Florida, we had senior members. So you had had your um, trainers. And you were assigned a specific trainer, and you met with them twice a week, and then the rest of the time you'd go to class. But if there were senior members, so you know who those people are that you turn to when you do have questions. But when you a, a peer that's there, it's yeah. perfectly acceptable to ask for help. And I guess that brings us to the flip side of that. If you are asked for help, don't be an ass. Yeah, no, that's true. And even, you know what, if you're too busy, it's okay to yeah. say no. Right. Like, I'm not going to think, what a and, dick. Right. And the easy out is, I really don't know, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Like, or even if you do know, exactly, it's okay. Yeah, Move I mean, on. there's make up some excuse and keep moving. You don't have to help. I, because it's not like they expect you to sit there and do reps with them, okay? They yeah. probably just need to know how to move a lever or something, you know? And the other thing is, don't be ashamed of the weight that you're lifting. If you yes. are lifting, like, next to no weight and somebody... Who gives a shit? Right. Do not hurt yourself to try to look cool. Well, and that brings us to another barrier... One of my biggest things is that I was here, but now I'm way down here. So what? That's where you're who at. Who cares? Don't look at your past. Don't look at who you were in the past. Don't look look at where you're at now. And you and should work compete with, what with you yourself, got. and you should try to do better, but that doesn't mean you have to do better right this minute. But don't compete with your past self. No. You know, no, and that the, just, and that that it's okay damaging. to think, you know what? I'm going to get back to doing that. Yeah. That's okay to set that goal. Right, I want to be there again. Yes, but don't but don't beat yourself up about it. Just get on there and do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and don't just, delay it because of that. Which is my issue. Yes, and that was a part of my issue, and that's why I'm saying it. Like, don't because I know it's been a while since I've been there, so I'm going to go right back down to those chintzy weights mm -hmm. in different times. And you know what? It's my fault. All I can do is accept responsibility because I stopped working on it and go back to where I am now. And get back to where I want to be. And, and I'm going to pass what I was doing before anyway. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to do it. Do you I, you want to know, like, sitting here thinking about all this and yeah. where I'm at? I'm barn sour. You ever had a barn sour horse? I mean, I haven't, <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> I just want to get home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, but there's still ways to do your physical activity just getting home. Yeah. You know? No, and that's true, but I'm personally going to go to the gym because I'm paying for it, and I'm locked in a contract for several more months. So <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that, and then I'll make a decision on whether or not I'll keep my gym membership. I always loved going to the gym. I really did, and I, I really think one of the obstacles to going to the gym is that most of us work an 8 to 10, 12-hour day, some yeah. of us even longer, and taking – it's 30 minutes. You know, what is what is that percentage-wise of your day? Oh, like, I goof off for at least double that a day. Yeah. it's and Well, and I think with for me, it is really just a time thing. I, I'm so busy, but I have to make time for myself. And that's one of the things I enjoyed about the gym. Yeah. Is that I made that time for myself. Whether it was, you know, it was just 30 minutes. But it was 30 minutes where I wasn't taking a phone call. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worrying about what was going on in social media. Because, let's face right. it, we're all on social media. It was... That time for just me mm -hmm. to reflect, to to burn off steam, whatever it might be, you know. So, even if you don't get in there and you lift weights and you don't do this and you don't go to a class, whatever, get on a treadmill for. Well, that's minutes. what I'm just tell, I'm telling yeah. myself that right now. If all I do is go in there and walk on that treadmill, mm -hmm. it's better than the nothing that I'm doing right now. Right. So I'm going to do it. So thanks for the motivation. Well, you're welcome. I'm I'm feeling motivated after this too. There are also also other ways though. So for our listeners that either a can't afford gym membership, b there's not a gym in their area, or c it's just really not for them. If you find yourself in that category and a gym membership is not going to work out for you and you can't get the equipment in your house, you don't have to have equipment. Yeah. You don't have to have a gym membership to start building muscle mass, to start strengthening muscles, to start stretching and getting flexibility, and to start building endurance back up. 
or to maintain it. You can do chair yoga, chair tai chi if you have knee issues or back issues. If you don't have those water aerobics. And there are lots of YouTube videos. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have access to some sort of device that has internet. Right. YouTube is still mostly free, I think. Mm-hmm. So Google some kind of workout that you can do in a chair or if right. you, you know, and, and it's free. Or you can email us and we'll share some information with you. Yeah. You know, I would be more than happy. You know, I, I do this on a daily. So I have plenty of files that have different PDFs in them or, yeah. you know, some some videos that I've saved I can share the links to. And I think that that's important. So don't, don't <coughs> hesitate to reach out to and use your resources so that you can develop something. I've used cans of vegetables to do bicep curls with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can. Back in... Forever ago when I really wanted to work really hard and was doing two-a-day workouts, which probably will never happen again in my lifetime. Maybe it will. It'd be a nice goal to set, but right now I'm just going to set the keep breaking barriers and improving yourself goal. So, well, we appreciate you guys listening, and we hope that you um, enjoyed our show. And if you do want to reach out to us, you can email us at... Brandy at Life in All Chapters or Amanda at Life in All Chapters. And then our social media is Life in All Chapters at Facebook.com mm-hmm. or whatever. However you look it up. So just let us know if you need anything and we will see you the next episode.